I just had a conversation with someone who was frustrated at work. As usual, at the core of the issue was a breakdown in communication. If you're a leader of people or if you're in hot pursuit of a leadership position with your company or organization, this episode may help you get on the same page with everyone on your team right out of the gate in 2019. I'm titling this episode, Page One of 2019. This is one thing leaders can do with each individual on their teams to create a connection, which will save you the pain of anxiety, tension, and hurt feelings throughout the remainder of this year. Save time, save energy, become laser focused, and most importantly, inspire and encourage your teams in the process. Ten years ago, I worked at Wynn and Encore Las Vegas. We had just gone through the opening of Encore, and I had a mentor, one of the vice presidents of one of the divisions there. He told me over lunch one day, the number one driver of performance is clear expectations. It's a simple principle. And over these past 10 years, working in different roles and lines of businesses since then, I can see this is so very true. I've seen it play out time and again, and maybe you have too. Just before I moved to Las Vegas for that job, I was in graduate school. And in grad school, there was a class that everyone rolled their eyes about and seemed to fight through painful case studies and awkward class discussions. Well, that class was organizational behavior. It was awkward sometimes as as the content of the class always had to do with awkward scenarios and situations we would all face down the road as leaders in the real world. Well, I ended up liking this class and and remember it, you know, at at the time wishing that I had taken the class earlier in my career because the things we learned would have come in handy in some extremely annoying and awkward conversations and situations in my first few leadership roles in hotels. An exercise we did early on in that class at the start of a group project has stuck with me. I can't remember the exact project, but but I do remember the process. Our professor, Tim Hinken, whom I nicknamed Hinky, not necessarily to his face, he had every group work together to come up with what he called a group contract. And the group contract addressed norms and values and preferred parameters and processes for how the group would interact and work together to deliver the finished product as a team. The purpose of it was for the group to collectively set very clear expectations for each other, for how we treat each other. It also defined everyone's specific role in the show, so to speak. This way, once we got downstream on the project, if and when we found ourselves in the gravel or if we lost our way or even if we had disagreements, everyone in the group could always either refer back to the group contract or call another group member's attention to number 6-2 in order to sort of realign on the mission. Alignment is the takeaway. It was the takeaway then, and it's a great takeaway now for anyone who's starting off a brand new calendar year with their teams. Now, inevitably, everyone will have different degrees to which they're in sync with the individuals on their team. 
Some people listen to us, believe in us, and trust us. Others, however, aren't quite sold. They still may not be comfortable with you as their leader, or maybe they're just not comfortable in general. If you want to save yourself a good bit of frustration, time, and energy, here's a great investment you can make now, today, or this week, right here at the beginning of 2019 with each individual on your team. Simply set up a one-on-one meeting with them and make it about them for about a half hour to 45 minutes. This is each individual on your team. And in that half hour to 45 minutes, get to know them a little better. Share some stories of your own. Ask them to share some stories of their own. Ask them specifically, here's the key, ask them specifically what their goals are for the next 12 months, personally and professionally. For example, do you want to be promoted? If so, what role would you like to get? Or do you want a girlfriend, boyfriend, learn a new language, learn to play the violin, whatever. Then simply ask them how you can help them get there as their coach, as their leader, their mentor, or the encourager that you are. You may have to do the dance for a little bit if they're not as comfortable with you, or or maybe they're not comfortable talking about these sorts of things with their leader. However, if you're the leader and encourager that I think you are or want to be, then this is the way to set the tone for 2019. You'll establish a tone that you're there to help, not hurt. You'll gain their trust, even if just a little bit more than yesterday or last week, you'll gain a little bit more of their trust. You'll also learn more about each person on your team, where they are in their life, and what's important to them. And most importantly, you'll learn how best to lead them on their journey. The next step, once you've walked them down this path of self-discovery, so to speak, which is what great leaders do, you know, to, to define their goals for this coming year. And then two, you've identified how they would like you to help them. There's a great one more step here. The one more step here could be to sit down together with them and help them create a daily game plan filled with tasks, activities, and time allocations, which will absolutely positively keep them moving down, moving the ball down the field toward the goals that you've just had them define. Looking back, I wish more of my leaders took that approach, investing their time with me to help me and encourage me. I kind of also wish I would have done a better job as a leader myself, helping those on my teams in this way. I wonder just how much more effective, productive, and even more successful I would have been or they would have been. But we can all start fresh today, this week, and this month, making it all about them. Help them define their goals. Ask them how you can be of service to them. And walk away with a blueprint, daily game plan for achieving the goals they've just laid out. Here's what will happen. In a few weeks or a few months, the story of 2019 will be written every hour of every day between now and the end of the year. You'll have good weeks and you'll have bad weeks. During the frustrating weeks, when and if you observe them or your team getting off track, acting out, slacking, or simply failing to execute, 
it makes the conversation very simple for you as their leader. All you'll have to do is point back to the goals and daily game plans together you devised literally on page one of 2019. Instead of confrontation, you'll have productive conversation. Instead of your team feeling threatened, they'll feel supported. Instead of you wasting your time and energy pushing the agenda, you'll simply just need to pull on those heartstrings from page one of 2019. The number one driver of performance is clear expectations. And the number one way to set those expectations is and always will be genuine conversations with people. If you haven't already, make it a point to schedule these very focused and intentional one-on-one meetings with those on your teams. You'll see the difference in their levels of engagement and performance, and you'll also make an impact on them for life. Few leaders, managers, or bosses will do this. The ones that do drive home at night knowing they made an impact. That's yet another difference between an annoying job and meaningful work. As some of you may know, I'm in the process of sort of finishing up a a second book that I've written called Lead with Hospitality. And one of the chapters in that book is is on the topic of encouragement. And I suggest in the book three ways that, that leaders can encourage those on their teams recognize people for what they're doing and and their strengths, remind them of their successes that they've had in the past and the potential that they have for crushing it in the future. And then three is simply helping them, being of assistance to them. And so I kind of was thinking about as I was recording just this, these thoughts on kind of setting out on this, um, this setting the tone for 2019 for your teams and kind of being this, um, this encourage, encourager for your people, I thought maybe I would share with you just a little excerpt from chapter eight on encouragement from my book, Lead with Hospitality, that I'm still in the process of kind of um, crafting here. But um, it's a story about a leader that I had. This has now been 18 years ago, or I guess it, yeah, yeah, over 18 years ago, because it was on my third Walt Disney World College program when I was in merchandise at Disney's All-Star Movies Resort. I don't even know where this fella is now. If any of you know me or know um, Joe Barrett, where he ended up, Um, he was originally from upstate New York, but uh, he was my manager at Disney's All-Star Movies Resort in the merchandise shop called Donald's Double Feature for the summer internship back in the year 2000. And uh, he made an impact on me for that summer. And and here I am. I'm 18 months later and uh, I want to help and encourage other people. And and I'm using Joe and the story of how he led way back then um, to maybe inspire and encourage other people to lead like he did um, in the context of encouraging people. So here's a little excerpt from Lead with Hospitality. And I'd love to know what you think. So feel free to email, text, Facebook. Or call me and let me know what you think. But uh, assistance, be like Joe. Have you ever worked a less than glamorous job? Most of us probably have at one time or another been blessed with a not so sexy gig. As usual, what often turns a less than glamorous or seemingly meaningless job into a meaningful one is dynamic leadership. 
I experienced some very dynamic leadership on a summer internship at Disney's All-Star Movies Resort back in June of the year 2000. We'd made it, to, we made it through Y2K successfully, so we had that going for us. However, in the summer of 2000, I found myself working the 5 p.m. to 1.30 a.m. shift at Donald's Double Feature, which was one of the highest revenue-producing merchandise locations in all of the 48 square miles of the Vacation Kingdom, the Walt Disney World Resort, in beautiful and humid Orlando, Florida. A couple summers prior, I'd worked quick-service food and beverage at Hurricane Hannah's Bar and Grill at Disney's Yacht and Beach Club Resort. In that role, I was so bad at keeping up with the pace at the cash register, three weeks into the program, I requested to flip burgers, prepare sandwiches, salads, and PB&Js in the back for the remaining two months of the internship. At least in the back, I couldn't possibly mess up the money part, and I could crank country music on a radio we had in the kitchen, put my head down, and pump out orders of chicken fingers, fries, and burgers. Every time I ran the register up front, my cash, my cash drawer would never balance at the end of the night. Wrong change, taking in too much money inadvertently, dropping and fumbling coins behind the register. You name it, I did it. Usually incorrectly. Thankfully for me, and especially for all the guests at Disney's Yacht and Beach Club, Club's pool between June and August of 1998, my request to be relieved of my cash register duties was granted. So fast forward two summers, and here I was again, faced with yet another opportunity to create magic for guests with my exemplary cash handling skills at a merchandise location, that's Disney's for resort gift shop, with tens of thousands of of transactions per week. The resort not only had just under 2,000 rooms, but the shop was also located adjacent to the bus stop. So every 10 to 15 minutes that summer, it was like a rock concert let out into our store. Needless to say, I was a nervous wreck at the thought of dealing with that many transactions. Then I met Joe, one of my managers. Joe was personable, relatable, and about as genuine as anyone I'd ever met, let alone any boss I'd had up to that point in my illustrious internship career. On any given shift, on any given day, you'd rarely find Joe anywhere else but out on the floor with his cast and guests. More often than not, he'd have an armful of products on his way to stock a shelf or revolving fixture of trading pins. He was always helping. And what I always noticed and thought was awesome was that while he was out and about stocking shelves helping, he was always listening and observing. He helped guests, he helped cast members, he helped his leaders. And early on that summer, He certainly helped me. I told him about my less than stellar performance at the cash register a couple months prior. I also told him I'd never really worked retail before. I was nervous and visibly uncomfortable. He didn't skip a beat. First and foremost, he made me feel comfortable right off the bat by finding out as much about me as possible. He asked about my family, where I was from in Kentucky, what my favorite sports were, if I had a girlfriend what my boys and I like to do on our days off. And most importantly, he asked me what I wanted to get out of that summer. The more interested he became in me, the more comfortable I felt. It was encouraging to have a leader focusing this much on me. I answered all his questions, but made sure I emphasized what I wanted to get out of that summer internship. See, I was graduating from Florida Southern College the following spring, and my goal was to return to Walt Disney World as a salaried leader upon my college graduation. 
I told Joe that's what I wanted more than anything. I'll never forget his answer, as it not only made me feel comfortable then, but it's also inspired me to do the same for anyone and everyone I've led since. Joe said, well, it's my job to help you get there. Joe had watched me for a week or two. He saw that I was outgoing with my fellow teammates, and it was quite obvious I was passionate about Disney. He could tell I loved the brand. He also saw I was a bit slow on the cash register, and that's where he zeroed in with his assistants. On purpose, Joe placed me up front at the busiest cash register in the store. He even modified some of my shift times to align with the busiest times of the day or evening, so I'd get as much practice as possible. He taught me the ins and outs of retail, the importance of stock shelves, maximizing revenue per square foot, attractive visual displays, and upselling. Early on, he stood by my side at the cash register there to help me, just in case I started getting overwhelmed. With every shift, I became more and more comfortable in my role, especially at the cash register. Since I'd been forced out of my comfort zone and into repetition after repetition and transaction after transaction, the mechanics of working the register became second nature. Joe then encouraged me to lean into my personality, firsthand knowledge of Disney theme parks and resorts, and my passion for hospitality and my interactions with guests. By the end of the summer, I was picking up extra overtime shifts and training other newcomers into the role, who would be the next round of interns arriving for the fall semester. I actually grew to love my role. If someone purchased an autograph book, I'd suggest an oversized character pen to go with it. If they purchased a shirt, I recommended socks to help accessorize it. If they purchased a hat, I'd suggest a pin to go on it. Even if and when people bought orange juice, I'd recommend vodka to go with it. I did that once and Joe heard it all. He was out stocking a nearby shelf well before noon. He looked over at me and cracked up when the guest said, sure, give me a bottle of that absolute. What the heck? All the while, I was operating a cash register with efficiency, accuracy, and proficiency simply because Joe helped me feel comfortable just a few weeks prior. Disney called this merchantainment. I always loved that little dab of extra pixie dust and slight yet powerful Disney difference. Sure enough, upon graduation from Florida Southern College in the spring of 2001, I was hired to be a salaried leader at, as a guest service manager at Disney's Contemporary Resort on a management internship the following summer. Joe's interest in me, along with his encouragement and assistance the previous summer, inspired me to take a similar approach in my leadership style with my team then and every team since. Be like Joe. Help your people. There's nothing more encouraging than a leader who goes into each day with you, by your side, helping you as, a, as opposed to holding power over you. Leading with hospitality is about encouraging and helping. Individuals on your team will feel the difference and you will begin to see your impact. Productivity will increase and shortly thereafter, so will your most desired business results like profitability and sustainability, not to mention a thriving corporate culture. In terms of helping people feel comfortable, don't forget sometimes as leaders, it's our responsibility to help people get comfortable being uncomfortable. That's when they learn and grow. The more we help people learn and grow, the harder they will work to further the team's progress, which always bodes well for, the, for optimizing those pesky business results every leader must deliver.
Hope you like the little excerpt there from Leading with Hospitality. More to come on that. I'll share with this community um, and also through other channels on social media or Leading with Hospitality. Uh, I'm sorry, leadwithhospitality.com. Um, thanks so much in advance for your feedback um, and your encouragement as I continue to kind of craft that uh, and bring it to life. This podcast is now available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. As always, feel free to share your thoughts with me and let me know what you think so far, topics you'd like to hear more about, guests you'd like to hear on the show, and above all else, how and in what areas of your life, at work or at home, you or your team could use more encouragement. Feel free to email me at taylor at ballgamestoboardrooms.com or reach out via Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I'm at tscott1502. This is a community of encouragement, and all are welcome. If you've already subscribed to the podcast, great. Thank you so much. If you like it, please leave a review or simply share the link on your social media sites as we continue to grow the community, which is growing and growing, by the way, and we reach more and more people offering up our encouragement. Thanks for listening, and Happy New Year. I hope it's going to be a great 2019. Talk to you soon.